What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Slice of TV, where we slice into the world of television. I am your host, Brett Parker, and joining me for the very first time after two and a half years of this show, we have one half of DNA Gaming, Dan! How's it going? Hello! I know, right? I know. I just, I, as I mentioned on the show, I don't watch television. I just don't, so <laughs> I don't have nothing to add to it. But this time. Yeah. Yeah, well, you're you're here. The reason we're here is because we are talking about a show that popped up on Netflix a few weeks ago, a month ago. I'm not really sure when this came out. I think it was early September. Yeah, it was. And uh, we had been talking about it for a while about covering it, and it was the perfect time to get Dan finally on this show because it's the only show that we do that Dan has never been on. Because yeah, he doesn't he doesn't watch TV, but uh, he's here because we are talking about Gamera. Rebirth, which yes. so before uh, before we get going into the show itself, let's uh, let's talk about our history of uh, with this character, I guess. So okay. I'll, I'll start off because I'm new to this. I literally this is this show was the first piece of media that had this character in it. And the other and, and the reason I watched the show is because Dan suggested it and he wanted to cover it on the show. So I said, sure, I'll, I'll make the sacrifice. I'll go in and watch this character that's been around since the late 60s. It was introduced in what, 1967? Or yeah, uh, Gamera the Monster. It, it was uh, Gamera the Invincible or okay. Daikaiju Gamera was the Japanese title. Okay. The English title is usually either Gamera or Gamera the Invincible. Okay. Usually there could be some other, like some other person called it this. And... Okay. So, yeah, so this is my first, first go round with this character. And then I recently, within the last couple days, watched the 1995, uh, camera. What is the, what is the subtitle of that one? Guardian, Guardi of the universe. Guardian of the universe. Right. I watched that and thoroughly enjoyed it. Ah, what a great design. What a great design. This is actually the wrong one. This is actually the Gamera from the second film, but it's fine. It's, it's about the suit's about the same. There's mm, a minor okay. difference. They're about the same. So, so yeah. So, Dan, what is your history with Gamera? Okay. So back in the way, I'll try to keep this short because I can I can prattle on about this kind of thing, as you all know. Uh, my experience started with the good old VHS store, like the rental stores back in the day. I remember going to Pat's Video, which is a local city video store we had. And I would just peruse the kids section and just find, because that's where they usually had a lot of the monster movies, like Godzilla and stuff. But there were some mm -hmm. off ones that would be in the monster movie section. But I'd go through there, and I found Gamera. And my actual first Gamera movie was Gamera versus Gearon, which we'll talk about him later because he is on this show. And uh, I actually watched the, um, there was a, a couple different dubs of it back in the day. There was uh, some other oddball one, and the one that most people know is Sandy Frank. And they kind of released the uncut versions of these movies, which we'll talk about at another point. But uh, that's how it started. And then I didn't watch a lot. So I just watched some growing up. But it was when I got into my later teens, I went back and started watching like all the individual movies. And they're usually I think they're still public domain. Most of them are. So you can just watch them on YouTube for free. Oh, OK. The, the quality is usually shit, though. So please uh, be careful. I, I, I was going to say they are. I, I don't know if all the ones you're talking about are the ones that I'm the thinking. The originals? Okay. Yeah, the, the Showa ones are uh, from 65 to 71. Generally are, are public domain. Okay. And they may have shifted 
because you used to be able to buy like those 50 monster movie DVDs. You remember they used to sell? Oh those yeah. They like oh, yeah. all, all the Gamera movies were on there, all of them. But they went under weird titles back in the day. But most of them now you can still find on YouTube, though they have done proper Blu-ray releases. Mill Creek did a pretty good one, and then Arrow Media did a really good box set that I really need to buy. That I was boycotting because I was like, "Fuck that! Mine's just as good." And I don't think it's just as good. I'm just being a cheap ass. But it is a pretty good price right now, so I think I'm going to pick it up. So, okay, yeah, uh, the. All of the Gamera films, I believe, just dropped on uh, Screenbox about about the time that I be- that the show dropped. I think it was kind of like it like coincided with the drop of the show on Netflix. Screenbox is like we got all the Gamera movies. They're also most of them are on Prime as well. So if anyone's interested, if you got Prime, if you got Screenbox, you there's a lot of Gamera. Uh, content over there but this show yeah. came out on netflix which is odd netflix doesn't have them yeah it's very odd uh it, it's the same with godzilla though there's yeah you, you can't find godzilla movies on netflix but they have that godzilla netflix series which is uh created by the same creator as this that's why you get the same sort of animation style that you did with uh godzilla the I don't remember what that one was called. I haven't seen it. Maybe maybe we'll cover that at some did, point. Did he did he did he do Gamera? Did he do Godzilla? Fuck, I don't remember the anime because there was the anime trilogy and then there was the anime series. Did he do the trilogy or did he do the series? So okay, so it said uh, Hiroyuki Shishida mm-hmm. uh, directed and he co-directed the Polygon Pictures Godzilla anime trilogy. Okay, okay. That one I do know. There was an anime. There's a Godzilla anime series which I need to finish watching. I started watching and I liked it, um, but I didn't finish it for some dumb reason. But anywho, uh, yeah, that's fair. I heard that they had a lot more freedom with making this movie, this this series than they did the Godzilla because you know Godzilla was like you can't you know so certain things you can't do with Godzilla. Yeah, Toho's like no, you can't do this, this, and this. So so Toho created this character, correct? Like it, Toho, no. Toho wasn't part of this. This is a different company called Dai. Okay, made the, they did these and they did uh, they probably did some other ones, but it was these ones in the Daimajin, which is like a giant, like feudal Japan stone golem kind of. You okay. do something wrong, the stone golem comes to life and fucks you up for being an evil warlord kind of thing. Yeah. Right, right. So different company, unrelated. Yeah, because uh, Toho's Toho's name was on the one I watched, the Guardians of the Universe. Or Guardian yeah, they of the did, Universe? They did distribution, I okay. believe. All right. Was this character created because of Godzilla? Like, was this an inspiration from Godzilla? It feels very much yes. like it was. Yes. Uh, and to be honest, the, <laughs> watching <clears throat> watching this series, uh, Godzilla has a lot of cool powers. For any, I mean, Godzilla is probably one of the most famous monsters in the world. And I feel when they created Gamera, <laughs> they were like, yeah, we're going to give him those, sim- we're going to give him similar powers, but we're going to make him so ridiculously OP. He's going to have some of the most absurd powers you're ever going to see a monster do. There were parts of this show, and I'm not going to spoil the show yet, because we're going to talk about our thoughts on the show, spoiler free, because that's what we do. It's been a while since we did the show, since I've done the show. This there were so many moments of the show where 
something would happen where I physically went, what the fuck? And then things would happen and then something else would go on. Like, and it was all had to do with Gamera himself. Just, I'm like, oh, we're doing that now. Oh, he does that because I'm new to this franchise. Like people like, you know, like Dan or people who have been around this character for, you know, decades. They already know that he can do these things. But for me, little old me jumping into this character for the first time, I didn't look anything up. I didn't watch any of the movies beforehand. I watched the show and I was watching the things he did. And I literally was just like, what? (laughs) It was So, so funny, but also so entertaining. In fairness, there are a few, there are like a trick or two he does in this movie that he's not ever done in the past. Okay. So there are, he does have a few new things to his repertoire. But I will say this for, for, if you, this is for people who have never seen this. And I do, re- I'll, we'll get to the end at the end. I won't say nothing yet. But if you ever go back and watch the original Gamera stuff or any Gamera stuff, mm-hmm. his villains have the most bullshit powers ever. Like, it's not like, you know, you're used to Godzilla. Like, King Ghidorah shoots lightning out of his mouth, and right. Mechagodzilla shoots finger missiles or stuff. No, no. Like, I'm not going to tell you which kaiju do it. You got a, you got a dude who shoots fucking condensed sound into a light wave that's got a forked neck, like a pit, like a tuning fork, and can't turn his head. Another one that impregs, impregnates things with parasites. It shoots ice out of its mouth, shoots rainbows out of his back, shoots little harpoons that become a death ray thing, it nukes everything. This shit happens. It's ridiculous. Dude, it's like everybody's like, somebody, whoever made these kaiju are so fucking inventive for the Dai stuff. And I still love Toho stuff. I think they just make really solid all arounders. Right. The Dai is like, fuck it, just make them do something preposterous. It's going to be the most extreme things you'll ever see in your life. It's, I shit you not. I have no idea, and I'm not making fun of people for this. I have no idea how one of these kaiju is not some kind of mascot for LGBTQ. He literally shoots a fucking rainbow out of his back that blows shit up. I'm dead fucking serious. Not Gamera, different kaiju in this universe. Mm. It just blows my mind. That's fantastic. Fantastic stuff. Wonderful series of movies. So, yeah, let's talk about our thoughts on the show before. Uh, spoiler free of course yeah yeah of course. um why don't you start it off dan uh i didn't know what to think of going into this because this was how many years was this 17 17 years since gamers got anything legitimate i think the last, the last thing th- i saw was like 2006 gamer of the brave yeah yeah so and I was like, okay, I'm just glad they're doing anything. Like, I'm watching this because I'm supporting giant flying turtles, dude. Like, fuck that. <laughs> like, Gamer is really neat, and he is, in fact, filled with turtle meat. Somebody will know that reference. Uh, I, I like it. I, 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 enjoyed the, I enjoyed the characters. I, I like how that we had a nice progression of story. And uh, I don't, I, you know how critical I am of kids? Yeah. And you could blame early Gamer movies for that because... We, the joke is you call the kids from those movies Kennys because they're really fucking annoying. And that was just like a slang nickname you call them because they're annoying as piss and they have bad dubs and all this. But these kids I actually enjoyed because it was still kids doing kid stuff, but it wasn't like annoying kids doing annoying kid stuff, if that makes sense. Yeah. And uh, it had, for, for a short six-episode series, I think it had a good flow to it. I think the episodes had a pretty good escalation rate to them, like as, you know, as it went on. Uh I, I love a lot of the redesigns for the kaiju, which which is fair. I'm glad this was 
you know, it, it took some old designs and improved upon them, and uh, especially ones we hadn't seen ever, like since their original appearance. Um, I'm glad there was no stock footage. Somebody will get that reference too. And um, I like it. I, I think it had a good flow. I, I, I like the characters. I guess my only thing I didn't like about it was I wasn't the biggest fan of the character animation. Because, of course, the animation budget for some of it was kind of eh. But it was, it was still fine. It wasn't, like, horrible. And uh, I was really taken aback by for some certain things that happened in the show, which I was not expecting. But, uh, yeah, non-spoilerish, I, I thought it was good. And I think that if, you've not, if you have no experience with, with this franchise, you should watch this. Because if all you're used to is Godzilla, it's going to be different. You're, you're not going <laughs> to, you're just going to be like, what the fuck is going on? And don't be like, it's just an anime. It's weird. Like, no, 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 no. They've always been weird like this. <laughs> yeah, so for me, like I stated, this is my first go around with this entire franchise, which is, I feel, you know, very late, late to the show. To be honest, I'd never, I had never heard of Camera until you mentioned this show, and I went, oh, and so I looked it up, and I didn't look into any of the movies. I didn't look into, you know, the design. Like, I didn't even know what Gamera looked like. I just remember seeing the... Uh, poster for the show and then as soon as it came out I you know I turned it on and I went into it and for me I'm not I enjoy watching anime I'm not an anime guy I, I, I'm not like well versed in it I don't watch a lot of it I've, I'm, I've I've watched very very little anime so going into it um, I just for one I watched it dubbed because I, I I watched it at work, and so it was it was easier for me to just kind of focus on it when I it was you know they were speaking English because most of the times I do watch them uh, subbed when it comes to yeah. anime. Of course, like when you watch the movies, you have to watch them subbed. At least the versions I found on Prime, you have to watch them subbed. Yes, which I don't mind because I can I can do that if I'm at home watching it on my TV, but if I'm watching it on my phone. <laughs> Yeah, it's a little bit harder. So I, I watched understand. it. I watched it dubbed, and actually the dub work is is pretty good. The voice acting, it's pretty decent. Pretty decent. I, I uh, there was a couple characters I was like, eh, it doesn't really match up, and all uh, that. Shout out, special shout out to Todd Habercorn. Uh He's a voice actor. Doesn't do anybody big, but I I love him. He does uh, he does a lot of characters. I'm familiar with an older anime. Well, they oh, recent cool. dubs older anime. So, oh, that's cool. So, um. Yeah, seeing the character and what he could do was really cool. I like the design of all the the kaiju in the show. The human characters aren't super annoying. Like you said, like a lot of these kaiju films or even kaiju shows or whatever, human characters are just kind of annoying. Especially Gamera when it's has, especially when it's kids. Gamera has a um outside of the 90s stuff, which I think is just really well, the characters are all fairly well written and just good shows in general, but the 90s Gamera movies, the characters are I mean, not 90s, sorry. The original series, Gamera movies, are just the characters are all trash. Like, they're just <laughs> bad. But, um, yeah, I, I, I enjoyed, I enjoyed it to a degree. I just thought, um, <laughs> it was, it kind of played like a video game. And I feel like that's how just these kaiju movies film, you know, all, all, anything that has to do with the kaiju. That's kind of what it is. Every movie is just, that main kaiju fighting another enemy. And 
it's funny because on the poster for the show, it's Gamera versus five kaiju. So literally every episode, it fights a different kaiju. And but it the the cool thing is it plays into the future episodes. So like when it fights a kaiju and defeats it, it's gonna play into that next episode instead of just it kind of cutting off. And I know there's like Godzilla movies and there's there's Gamera movies that kind of are just like that movie is just its own thing, and then you get to the next movie, and it's a completely different set of story there that doesn't play into whatever happened before. Whatever. Not a big deal. Don't care. Uh, but I love, like, Gamera's, I mean, to be honest, when you're when you're watching, you're just like, you feel like you're watching just more Godzilla. Like, Gamera is just, I mean, he's another version. He just, clearly, he's, an, he's inspired by Godzilla. Uh, some no. of his movesets are very inspired by Godzilla. The way that he sounds is—he's got his own unique sound, but you know, very similar to to Godzilla. And uh, but he's, to, to be honest, really cool. Like you said, his enemies are really cool to to watch. You know, and very creative. And um, yeah, and, and to be honest, the uh, the this whole because uh, I was watching Gamera when I was watching Gamera uh, Guardian of the Universe, they played into the fact that they're that this girl is connected to Gamera like they're like I don't I don't know like telepathically connected or some way where like if he gets hurt she gets hurt and they play virtual bond or something is that something that plays into most Gamera movies no so they just took that one and that inspired this show because we have a character who ultimately is connected to Gamera. Yeah, well, there is... It, that idea is used, yes, but it was that started in the 90s trilogy. That's all throughout the 90s trilogy. Okay. And that's that's the one that... that I mean, it's no offense. It's the best series of Gamera movies, and I think it's better than most of the Godzilla movies at the time, too. Okay. Like, they're really good series of films, and it's a really good idea. It's a unique idea for kaiju movies. I, I feel at the time. Uh, I'm sure there's some other obscure shit. It's like, no, it's, this did it first, and it's fantastic, but... Yeah, but yeah, overall, I I had a good time. It was only six episodes; they're like forty five minutes a piece. Yeah, nothing nothing too crazy. I I feel more people. If you're a fan of Gamera, if you're a fan of Kaiju, uh, you need to check the show out. It's it's a good watch. Um, the only thing I really kind of have a gripe with was I'm not I wasn't a fan of the anime style. Just it kind of seemed very very clunky. Yeah, and uh, it was because. I would have loved to see it in like traditional two two D anime style, yeah. like what you would see with most animes now. Uh, but instead, it's like this weird three, like it's like the it's looks like two D traditional, but they like put three D modeling over it, and it just yeah. looks weird in the way that like characters move. Sometimes it's just very sluggish. And uh, the, I mean the the kaiju's are the best looking parts of the show. The human characters are just like ugh. Yeah, I wasn't a big fan of that. And I guess that was a huge gripe with critics was the fact that like the human characters are really cool and the story is 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 fun, but the animation is just eh. Yeah. Nothing to write except home the, about. Except for the fights. Like you said, the kaiju fights, it works yes. for the kaiju fights. It's just the people. It plays it plays out a lot differently. Like they're not as sluggish. And of course there's like fast movements and stuff like that, especially with Gamera, where he does certain moves that are really, really fast, and it really, it, it doesn't feel slow. It doesn't feel sluggish. Yeah. It feels good. Yeah. But overall, I like the I like the show, 
and uh, I'm really looking forward to um, diving into more Gamera content because, like I said, I watched Gamera Guardian of the Universe, and the movie's fantastic. Like I, I enjoyed, I enjoyed the human characters. I enjoyed the the whole. I love the fact when you make a kaiju movie. Yeah, we want to see the kaiju's fight, um, but I also like seeing like how the humans react to it and how they're uh, able to try to stop the the fight. Um, kind of like how Shin Godzilla was, how why I yeah. liked Shin Godzilla because you got a really good in depth look into like how are we going to stop Godzilla yeah. or like in this one it's like how are we going to stop Godzilla or um sorry Gamera and uh, what Gauss is that how you say it? Yep. So, and, and I love the puppet work in Guardian of the Universe. I love the the, the suit work and um, stuff like that. It just it all looked really fucking good. Important to note for, and I'll talk about when we cover it because I do want to cover the trilogy on the main channel because I think it's it's worth covering. Um, the um, Gauss in that movie is act in the is actually portrayed was the first time a woman portrayed a kaiju on the big screen. That's awesome. Yeah, so it's awesome. It's awesome as fuck, dude. But uh, I would love to see them. Like I like I was saying how like I like the suit work and all that stuff, but I know like nowadays you know especially we're seeing Godzilla now being portrayed in CG instead of it being a suit because the suit just feels probably out of style now. Uh, yeah. I would love to see like a Shin uh, Gamera. Yeah. Oh yeah. That would be that'd be fucking awesome. I would love to see Gamera fight Godzilla. I think that would be badass. I know it they're both like. I know it would be badass. I know they're both technically like guardian characters where they're both technically like protectors. But we could still get them to fight. It's we could do it. <laughs> Why not? And, they did it with Godzilla and Kong twice. Yeah, exactly. So fucking surely in the next movie it'll be a third time. Yeah, just have it. Just have it be like Godzilla versus Kong, where they fucking battle it out, and then at the end they're like, "We're we can be pals," and they do like a secret handshake and they walk off. Yep. Into the water because that's because Cameron does the same thing as Godzilla. He's like he ends a fight. He's like back to the water. Just walks in and you're yep. like movie over. And you're like, wow, yep. they couldn't we'll even change that. <laughs> absolutely all right well let's talk some spoilers let's talk about the episodes and the characters let's uh actually before we we do that let's talk over uh the people behind the show so this was i'm gonna i'm gonna try my best with these names as as you know i'm not good with uh with japanese names i'm not good with names that aren't english and half the time i'm not even good with english names so bear with me and i apologize in advance so this show was directed by hiroyuki shishida uh, written by Hiroyuki Shishida, Kenta Ihara, uh, Hiroshi Siko, uh, Tetsuya Yamada. Uh, the music was done by Shuji Karayama. And of course, it was uh, it came out on Netflix on September 7th, 2023, and it ran for six episodes. And like I said, they were like 45 minutes. Yeah, it's, it's good. It feels good. I watched one, almost one, about one a day. We just knocked one out because I don't want to burn through it. That's pretty much what I did. Well, actually, I think I burned through them in like two or three days. I think I watched like two episodes a day because uh, they were That's they cool. were easy. They were easy to get through. Oh, yeah. yeah. So our voice acting, where I'll go through both the Japanese and the English uh, actors for each character. Uh, uh, we for Boko, who was kind of our lead character, uh, the Japanese actor was uh, Hishako Kenamoto. And the English actor was Ryan Bartley. Uh, for Junuchi, it was Aki Toyasaki. 
and the English actor uh, actor was Abby Trot. For Joe, it was Yoshisugu Matsuoka, and the English was Robbie Damond. Brody was played by Subaru Kimura and Sean Chiplock. General Raymond Osborne was played by Kazuya Nakai and Patrick Seitz. James Tazaki was Mamo, Mamoru Miyano and Kaiji Tang. Emiko, uh, I'm not even going to pronounce that last name. Emiko, that's literally <laughs> the only name you hear, so you don't need to know her last name. Uh, Sayori Hayami and Suzy Yang. Uh, Nora was Marie O. Oh. I think I don't know what that name technically is. So my, that's fair. I think, and, it's, I think it's Melchiori, by the way. Their last name, Emiko, is Melchiori, I think. Okay, Melchiori. Okay, yeah. I just, had I, to re- I just had to read it like four or five times to kind of get it in my brain. Uh, and the English was done by Karen Strassman, and Winston Griffith was Wat- uh, Waturu Hatano and Todd Habercorn. Todd Habercorn. Dude, he's or the Habercorn. fucking man, dude. I love him <laughs> so fucking much. So, yeah, let's talk... Uh, we'll, we're gonna go through each episode, kind of talk about like what we liked, uh, what we didn't like, um, and talk a little bit about each kaiju in each episode. So the first episode was called Over Tokyo, and this is where we meet our core characters: Boko, Joe, and Junu- uh, Junichi. Is that how you pronounce that? Junichi. Yeah. Is it Junichi? Okay, and. <clears throat> We also meet uh, another core character who, in the first couple episodes, is a bully character, but then he becomes yeah. like part of the group once his friends kind of get out of there. Uh, his name's Brody. And w- this is where we, like, it, there are three core friends that I guess Boko is moving away. And so they're trying to get a transmitter to try to talk to each other once he moves away, but they can't afford it or like they just get enough money and then they get confronted by Brody because he's an American and his American buddies uh, are going around stealing kids money. Yeah. It's, it's a common thing for, I'm not that, but like military bases, American military bases in Japan. Yeah. There were quite a few of them. Oh yeah. I mean, still are today. Yeah. Yeah. I had a friend that was in the military, but he used to send me figures stuff from japan so so this is when we meet our first uh kaiju that uh gamera will fight and that is it's not gauss like the the big version of gauss it is like a bunch of smaller versions that kind of like swarm uh tokyo and this is when uh gamera shows up to fight them off and you find out that like as they like they start getting bigger, like once they eat, right? Mm-hmm. We also get a we also get a weird subplot where <laughs> the kaiju's are primarily going after children. Yes, I was confused. I was like, "Is this just being said, or is this fact? Is this factually what is happening? Like, are the kaiju's actually just focusing on children?" And I feel like, did we ever get a why? Uh, they kind of explain it at the end, but I guess we'll get there when we get there in like episode six or five. Right. It's just trying to get that fucking reveal. Yeah. So this it's a very um, introductory 
type of episode where you're just kind of meeting all the characters. You find, you know, just little tidbits about like Boko doesn't know how to ride a bike. And Joe is a very uh, protective. um, He's not related to Boko, but he's very protective of him. And uh, Junichi is very smart. Like she or he is. um, Isn't a bookworm. Yeah. Black military, conspiracy theories, cryptids, UFOs, shit like that. Yeah. And uh, I, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna chime in and say that I think I think this is fair. This for a first episode because it starts. It gives us for those that you don't know this, but Gauss is Gamera is King Ghidorah. Like it, it that is his antithesis. Mm-hmm. Like it is his big bad guy. If it's anything, it's always fucking Gauss. So it's really exciting to that be like the opening thing. Mm-hmm. But I was kind of like you know I, I, I like you start with your best card, man. But you know whatever. But the Gauss are cool. This is the depiction you saw in the 95 Gamera yes. of smaller Gauss eating, getting bigger, find the the, the eggs underground, and they kind of grow from there. And yeah. that's that, that whole idea generated. Because there was a Gauss in the 60s, of course, in 67, and he was just, just it was just a big Gauss, and he ate people, and he was just as weird. I mean, well, he's more weird back then, but uh, he couldn't <laughs> turn his head because he had the... Because he had that triangle uh, plate on his head. Well, he does, but the reason is is because his his beanie shoots out of his mouth is sound. It's compressed sound. Okay. And his neck is forked, so he can't turn his head. And the original ones, and uh, newer, newer ones, obviously. Which, of course, you saw that in Guardian of the, of the Universe. Yeah. That when he, they break out of the cage, they use, shoot that laser and just yeah. fucking cut. Oh, yeah. Cages. I mean, you see it in the show, too, about how they can yeah. just oh, shoot yeah. lasers and stuff. Fucking sweet, dude. They don't really Cal- show it in, like, that's like I feel like the movie showed it very slow, so you could actually see the full process of Gauss using yeah. the laser. Where this one was like they were just shooting lasers out of their mouth, like yeah, they were just fucking murking humans, yes, like chopping just, their limbs and shit off. Oh, it was the show, not for children, not for children. No, especially when all. they're like, dude, like the episode just started, and he's like, "Fuck the police!" And I was like, "Watching." <laughs> no, I was not okay. I was seriously was not expecting that because. Gamera movies, especially the old ones, were weird because they were really geared toward children, more yeah. so than Godzilla movies at the time. Like, really for kids. Like, Gamera is the guardian of kids or is the, you know, friend of all children, whatever. And then next scene, you have this monster dying a horrible death, graphic and everything. Like, what fucking movie? What message are you sending? And this show doesn't <laughs> need, does not slump off. I mean, there's not, there's some good violence. It's not as over the top, but there's a lot of language and there's mm-hmm. some sub themes going on too. So. Yes, not for kids. And we get to see some cool move. We get to we meet Gamera, uh, Gamera. Mm-hmm. and uh, of course it you know very Godzilla like as we stated before. But it's a giant turtle, giant turtle. Literally, that's what Gamera is. And it shoots big balls of fire out of its mouth. It's not like one beam of fire. It like shoots like fireballs. It's kind of like Bowser. It's literally that's what Gamera. Or I keep saying Gamera. It's what's in my head. Gamera. It's what yeah. Gamera is like. It's just that's what they. I swear, when Nintendo created Bowser, they're like that Gamera. Yeah, that that's what, that's what we're modeling it after. <laughs> so yeah, he gets he shoots fireballs. He can fly, which I'm yes, like that can. was my first like what the fuck. And the coolest thing is, is he has normal arms. Well, as I say, normal, he has like what you think like a snapping turtle's hands would be like the very, they got claws. But then when, when he flies, he gets flippers like a sea turtle. 
And it's just blue beams like rockets. And he flies. And it's crazy. (laughs) And that is not even the craziest thing this fucking turtle does. This turtle does some bonkers stuff. So, yeah, that's kind of how episode one ends. Is kind of Gamera fighting all the little Gauss uh, creatures. And then there was one bigger one that it ends up fighting as well. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, he does. And uh, so then we move on to episode two, which is called Undercurrent, which is a uh, this is when. So after the end of episode one, Brody kind of joins the group unofficially, like he kind of just gets included. He also moves himself in. Yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't just beat the shit out of these kids earlier. Like, yeah, because he like the kids like saved him because, you know, he's a bully, but he's a coward under like stressful. Oh, yeah. Well, you got the whole thing on the roof where they're watching everything go down and he's just like. But the American army, we're the best. Like, how is this happening? I don't understand. We're Americans. And I'm like, oh, boy. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> I do want to point out, though, I think this series takes place in the late 80s. It is, 1989. I actually I, did not know that until I read it on Wikipedia. I didn't know that. I just guessed. I it's like, it's the early 90s, late 80s, so it's cool. Very, very awesome. So, yeah, so episode, episode two pretty much, you know, every episode kind of, there's no like break. It's it, it just starts off where the episode before ends. So oh, yeah. Brody joins with the group and they get picked up by James and thanks Emiko James. or is it Emiko or is it Emiko? Emiko. Emiko. Okay. And uh, James is he's like he's there like oh we're we're here to help you. Uh, like you got to come with venue. us. Yeah. He's got his suit on. He's in the middle of like a war zone. <laughs> He's like, hair. yeah. And they make, <laughs> I like how they make fun of it. <laughs> like the yeah. kids make fun of it throughout. He's like, Do you see how he's always swishing his hair. <laughs> he keeps mm-hmm. touching it. And Emiko is like, you know, we're here to protect you. We want, you know, we, uh, you know, we have things to show you. And they get these like communication devices, which are like super advanced tech. They're able to like talk to each other, and of course, that's when they find out Brody is part of the whole thing. You find out Brody is also the son of the general who's there, who you see Mer- earlier in the episode. And uh, of course, you know he Brody is one of those like stereotypical like military boys where the dad is like, "Stop being an idiot! You're fucking stupid!" You know, you know, listen to me. And he's like, "You don't love me, Dad." And then at the end, he's like, "Of course, I loved you." That's that's the whole story arc. Brody does become a better character throughout yes. the series. He does, uh, he, which he, I do, and I did enjoy that. I like the 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 arc he had because he started off as a, a one of those characters. Like, I can't wait for him to die. <laughs> There's an overarching theme in this show, as was the original Gamera series: is adults suck. Mm. That's a one hundred percent. There's <laughs> overarching theme here. There is no likable adult characters in this show. It's all the children. Really. So yeah, they work for the Eustace Foundation, mm-hmm. and their job is they're studying uh, all these kaiju's. Yeah, and they have a moon base. We need to point that out. They have a moon yeah, base. they have a moon base, which is where all the scummy executives are drinking yeah. their cocktails and watching. They have like seventy five screens in this office. Yeah, these mm-hmm. characters are awful. And by the end of the show, you're just like, oh. That's how they're going to go. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's great. So, yeah, this is when you, the the second kaiju is, is it Jai, Jai, how do you pronounce this one? Jiger. Jiger. Okay. 
don't and have a figure. I'm sorry. So yeah, it's living in the sewers. Uh, Brody and the the gang go down there to. They were trying to find more of the the Gauss. I think they I thought there was more, which there were more of them down there. Yeah, because Brody wants to be a vigilante, kind of like Batman. Yeah, I want to go help fucking people. And I like how everybody, (laughs) like how the other two are just like, okay. And Joe is the smartest one in the show. He's just like, no, no, yeah, no, yeah. Joe is like the voice of reason for a majority of the fucking show. Man, so yeah, they find this this kaiju who like bursts through, and I'm trying. This little ones. They're a bunch of fucking little ones. Let you in the sewers. Like there's a, the little jiggers. Oh, like, I miss that one. This was one this, episode. This is the episode where I I'm trying to remember what this kaiju looked like. Uh, Google it. Yeah, it's a quadruped. It's got like big tusks, and it's got the long tail with the needle on the end of it. That's that's I, right. It, there's a bunch of little ones because remember those guys. The yes. specimen like it's and then like yes. they stab up into like the dudes and they just fucking go. Live it looks like a triceratops, and it's got the spinosaurus. Uh, sail on yep. the back, and it's got all the different. Hor- okay, yeah. I just had to refresh myself here. But yeah, so okay. of course, Gamera shows up, fights him. Of course, in every episode, Gamera gets injured, uh, pretty badly to the point where there's. I think when he's fighting Jiger, he gets attacked to the point where he just falls down and like s- sleeps for like ten minutes to kind of like kinda gets, recharge himself. He kind of gets fu- uh, gets fucked up a little bit. And this is when you, you know, once uh, Gamera wakes back up again, this is when you get to see the fucking move where he can spin. He tucks himself into his shell and he spins really fast. Yep. And that was another moment I went, what the fuck? (laughs) Yep. Yep. Is this the one where he spins so fast he cuts it in half? No, he just beats Jiger's ass and blows him up with fire. That's right. He like throws them and then he like shoots the fireballs and it just blows them up. Yeah. Yeah. So this is, um, wait, hold on. No, no, no. This is, um, hold on. I got to remember my kaiju in this one. This is where he does the, he punches into his mouth. Oh, uh, yeah. Fire fist. He's like, bam, plasma fist, motherfucker. Another move <laughs> that Gamera has where he could just turn his arm into fire or fucking whatever energy he yep. needs and just, yeah, just shoves his fist down this thing's throat and just, just destroys so, it. And then he blows him up with fireballs just yes. to be sure. Yes. Yes. So, I do. Want to, I do want to point out, this is something, this is somebody pointed out to me because usually in the moment I get really excited and I overlook things, but, uh, and this was a valid concern is Jiger is neutered in this movie compared to previous appearances. Um, because Jiger has the long tail and kind of like starts stabbing Gamera and like yep. the soft parts yes. of his body yes. between like armor plates. Uh, in his original appearance, Jiger uh, could like use rockets in his back of his face to like propel across the ground. He should shoot harpoons at. He shot like this laser that could be amplified by the harpoons and just blow up huge areas. He had some kind of vacuum power on his like hands, the mm-hmm. front of his feet, could pull things to him. And he actually he, uh, impregnated Gamera with a parasite, like a par- introduced parasitism. In, in this franchise, which was weird as fuck. So really toned down, but I still like the design, and it was still cool to see Jiger again yeah. since his first appearance, or her first appearance. Sorry. So, yeah, and uh, so that's kind of how this episode goes. Um, yep. You find, yeah, and this is also, yeah, you get the point where it's like, oh, yeah, the, the kaijus are 
targeting children. That's their main goal. And you're like, that's such a weird plot point. And I, I feel like I, I don't even know if it actually goes in that direction. Like, I feel like it doesn't matter. I think they're always just trying to go after Boko because you find out Boko has some sort of connection to Gamera. Yeah. And so when I was watching Gamera Guardian of the Universe, the reason mm-hmm. that the girl had the connection to Gamera was because she was given that scale or given that like thing. Yeah. Which kind of gave her a connection where like when Gamera would get hurt, she would get hurt. Uh, And I did, did Boko have something that I missed that gave him this connection or was he just a gifted child? He's the one they were looking for. He had some connection that if a Kaiju, if a Kaiju ingested this child, it would, it was, that was their plan to, Yes, we find out later with like the ancient kaiju that they had trapped. Yeah. 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 So it was to find this kid, and Boko has some link to the kaiju because he is a special kid. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Also, the fact that like (laughs) you you meet his mom, and his mom sucks, dude. His mom is always trying to get him to do stuff. He's like, no, I don't want to do that today, Bob. Go hang out with my friends. He just leaves. (laughs) Like, how old is this? How old is this kid? It's like you need to study and get into a good school. He's in the sixth grade. Yeah, but I don't know what that is in Japan. Like I don't know how that correlates with our education system. Yeah, so. I, I would I would guess probably like he had to have been like ten, maybe ten I guess. between I ten know. and twelve. I would say, which is around yeah. sixth grade here. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we go into episode three, which is called "Run Silent, Run Deep," which is where we encounter the kaiju Zigra, which is a swimming. Primarily swimming dinosaur, a, a kaiju. I mean, not dinosaur. I wish I had a better picture. He's a shark. He's a shark kaiju, and his appearance in this is not as similar as his old one. But he's a shark. Yeah, and this uh, it, it's like it can swim at like supersonic speeds, mm-hmm. and pretty much the entire episode is that. So they start off in a boat. You find out Joe is seasick. He doesn't. He doesn't like the whole thing, and it's them pretty much trying to outrun this kaiju because it's literally just swimming around destroying everything in sight yeah it's trying to it's killing all these other kids and other useless foundation boats yeah they're like they're just trying to get to this specific location yeah one of their head uh, bases so yeah pretty much that's what this episode is primarily about you kind of see you see james kind of flip his flip the script because he doesn't he's like claustrophobic the the ship's got like a they're going into a, it. It can change into a submarine. They yep. get they go and have to play like a cat cat and mouse game with Zigra with the submarine. And then by the end of it is the submarine like shooting out of the water, landing on land. They get out and they have to go up to this tower mm-hmm. and Zigra is able to get up on land. And get up to the tower, and then of course that's when Gamera's like, "I got the signal." It was like the fuck. It's just a symbol of a turtle in the sky, <laughs> and he's Gamera's just like, "I'm here," <laughs> and runs. Can, Gamera can do like some EMP that like disrupts other kind. Like it's yeah, it, it fucks up Zigra. Like I don't know because maybe I'm assuming Zigra may operate like modern day sharks. Well, they have Amplify, Volorenzini. Yeah. And maybe it just overloads their sensory organs. Right. And you get the cool scenes of Gamera underwater fighting Zigger, which while Gamera is formidable underwater, Zigger's way more designed for it than, right. than Gamera is and kind of yeah. gets his ass beat a little bit. 
And then when Ziggler goes on land, it's like, ah, I got you here, motherfucker. Yeah. So, yeah, we get the fight up on land and... It's actually kind of a short one. Yeah, Gamera makes quick work of of Ziggler. Because, yeah, like they said, he's... Uh, it's not a land kaiju. It's very, like, awkward. Yeah, he just gets fireballed. I was kind of a little disappointed with Ziggurat in this because I thought he was a bit underwhelming. Like, he's cool in the water, but, like, like once he gets on land, he doesn't really do anything. Mm-hmm. And I may be misremembering the movie. I watched most of it today, and I just... It's just, the thing is, I'm upset that when Ziggurat died, Gamera did not play his theme song on his corpse, and that makes me very upset. <laughs> Why am I not surprised that that's a thing? Plays his corpse like a xylophone to play his own theme song. <laughs> Fucking happens in one of the movies. That's amazing. <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah, this whole event fucks with James. He's he's just not about it. He's like, I, I gotta get out of this job. This yeah. job sucks. I just and, want to go to the moon. That's all he wanted to do was go to the yes, moon. Yes, that's his ultimate plan is, is going to the moon. Of course, you also see the fact this is when um, uh, Junichi and Amik, uh, Emiko are, like, forming a friendship. And you see, like, Emiko, she's she's so nice. She couldn't do anything wrong, right? She couldn't be evil, right? And then we get our stereotypical bathing suit moment where she has to come out of oh, bathing suit. Oh, yeah, and all the, all the guys are Oh, <laughs> we're going to do the like, change. <laughs> Brody's talking to the bros. Yeah. He's broing it up with his bros. Yep. And he's like, what's up with Emiko and Junichi? And he's like, what? Girls talk. And it's like, dot, 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 dot. <laughs> That's when you realize that Junichi was a girl the whole time. I had no fucking idea. Uh, yeah, me either. And I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. I, I, I was like, oh, okay. I I don't know. It was it was like a toss up for me. I thought I thought she was a girl in the beginning of the show. Maybe it's just because of the voice acting. Yeah. And That's I kinda like but anime. sometimes with anime because like the voice of Boko is a woman. Yep. So well, Ash Ketchum. Yeah, it's just the, the way animation works. You have a lot of it's, it's I mean Bart Simpson's common. voice by a woman. Yeah, uh, exactly. How it goes. It's a child, yeah. so usually you know, women it can be easy for a woman to you know, do yeah. do a voice for a child. It's not that big a deal. It's just no, like it's like a but twist. Man, they like, drag, but they drag it out with Brody and his reaction to it. Like what? she's a girl. No, and then he starts to like get a like he's got a crush on her now. Like yeah, as soon yeah. as he finds out, he like forms this crush. He's always trying to find ways to talk to her and yeah, all that stuff. Up, but, like, yeah, like oh my <laughs> god, it blew my mind. It was yeah. So we get that whole thing. And then you, and by the end of this episode, you find out that all the kaiju are being powered by Aurelium, which is this like uh, mineral or rock or whatever. So then we move on to episode four, which is called Kill, which is where uh, oh, they go to uh, an island like a like it's pre- pretty much like a, 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 a like oil rig. Yeah, where they're doing experiments and stuff like that. And James is going through through some shit. He's contemplating quitting. And this is when we meet the kaiju Giron. Who, who is literally a kaiju with just a massive blade on its face. And it fucking spins around and its body is made out of Play-Doh. It just whoo, whoo, fucking Dude, it's crazy. 
I we were going through. I, I didn't look at any of the scriptures for any of these episodes when we started watching. I was just guessing the kaiju as it came up. Mm-hmm. When this one came up, I told my son it's fucking gear on. I guarantee it. And I was sure as shit I was right. Garon's a fucking beast. Yeah, dude. it's so fast. And this is when when Gamera shows up and fights Giron. This is when Giron amputates his, uh, uh, Gamera's arm. Like this is when Gamera gets fucked. Up. Yeah, this, this is, is like is the most damage. Fight, yeah, this is like the most damage Gamera takes as uh, at least at this point. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm trying to remember how did Giron get killed in this. Well, I remember, I'll, I'll, I'll build to it because I love doing this shit. So, like, everybody's like, everything's going to shit. Junior, you know, Boko's like, no, Gamera can't die. And then Gamera gets fucking impaled yeah. by Giron. Like, your shell don't mean shit to Giron. Just fucking straight through him. And then you think Gamera's dead. And that's when he does the, he spins as the shell and, mm-hmm. and just cuts him. Oh, up. that's right. He's the one who gets straight split up. in half. Yep. We didn't mention that Giron, uh, it's a little different in his original version. He can shoot like beams out of his blade. Well, it, it you yes, yes and no. So in this one, he actually, if you notice, it's the plates further on his back because it's all metal. Like he's got those bony metal plates all yeah. the way down. They actually go down his back and off the front of his blade. Oh, that's you, you see him stick into the wall and into Gamera when he gets it in his fucking yeah. eye. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, and uh, that's in the original film. He actually. He's still very similar to that big dude, Blade, chops everybody up, fucking bruiser. That's just how he is. But he had fucking ninja star shurikens in the side of his head. He would shoot out of people. It's that's, ridiculous. That's insane. It's it's great. So, yeah, so... Uh, yeah, this is... That's pretty much how this episode goes. There's really not too much uh, extra stuff. It's It's mostly just some little bit of side plot and then you see the kaiju, and it's like, what are we going to do to defeat this kaiju? And then Gamera shows up and fights it. But yeah, but this is the one where Gai- uh, uh, Gamera takes the most damage, at least to this Giron. point. Yeah, and Giron, like, he fucks up this whole... Yeah, he's just place. spinning like, around, just destroying all the establishments. Destroying everything, trying to find the kids. I yeah. know uh, Junichi and... No, who is it? It's Jun- is it? No, it's Junichi. Two of them are together. Junichi and Joe? I think Brody were together. Yeah. And, and Joe then- is with Boko. Yeah, and then Boko and Joe keep fighting because they're having some issues. Like, their friendship is, like, being taxed and shit like that. Yeah, because, you know, Boko wants to do things and Joe is kind of, like, trying to hold him back. And, and Joe's like, don't be a fucking idiot. Yeah. But so, Boko's like, I'm young and I want to do things. And yeah. yeah. And then, of we course, they, like, they, with everything that happens, you know, they're afraid. Like, Emiko, where is she? I got to find her. Uh, she could be in the rubble. But uh, James... Falls in the head. Yeah, James finds her later yeah. on. And then, yeah. And they that's... got that one dude. I can't remember his name that tags along with him. He's the guy that gets injured. He gets like shot. Oh, yeah. And he's injured he's the like whole rest of the out. show. He's just like, like, are you dead yet? He's like, we need you to help. It's like, uh, can I patch this up? It's like, no, you got to go lift those things. But I bet die. <laughs> Keep working, you cocksucker. <laughs> so then we move on to episode five, which is The Moon is a Harsh Mistress, which is. Kind of where everything flips on its head. You find out that Emiko is kind of the the villain of the show. She is trying to awaken this ancient uh, kaiju called Virus, which is just a giant squid uh, kaiju, and it needs children. It's gonna say like they they found out like throughout 
civilization uh they were feeding children to Verus and that was how it was powering uh powering him and i guess it was more to control the population that was like yeah. the main purpose if if this is what we find out that if they feed the the, the specific child the because of course the the kaiju like eating children for some reason i don't know why but uh, they they feed them the one child they're looking for mm. that these specific people can fully control Varus because they have limited ability like they're just kaiju they can't really control them all that well or do much with them so but if you have full control the idea was to wipe out the human population because there was too much right and leave leave like a minimal like what one to five percent left right like on the moon or some bullshit and that's when you find out that like the kaiju were designed by an ancient civilization. It doesn't exist anymore. All you hear, this is where you find all this shit out. So yeah, and so Joe or the uh, Boko and the rest of the gang they find out that Emiko is bad. James has to work with her because it's kind of the only way he's gonna get a ride to the moon. You know, everybody turns on everybody. They got to feed the kids to Virus, and then they're able to escape. And Virus wakes up, breaks out because of James. Because of James. Yep. And they're going to go sneak onto the rocket before Emiko and her crew can get there. And they get there and they're able to launch. And this is uh, actually, I love, I loved the shot where Virus like emerges from the ground as the rocket is starting to launch. And it's like, you see the tentacles trying to get it and like, it's just so close. But yep. then you find out that, that Virus can fly. So it doesn't even matter. It's just, fucking shoots a rocket out of its ass and just yep. goes after uh, it. Dude, most improved kaiju, hands down, is Virus from its original interpretation, <laughs> I think. Um, uh, You also learn that Joe is the way he is because his dad's a piece of shit mm. and is a drinker, and Joe literally supports the house as a kid. Yeah, because his mom died, right? His mom and his little brother died yeah. in a car accident yeah and that's why joe is so protective of boko because it kind of reminds him of his brother and he un understands loss yeah like like joe knows what it's like because he had people in his family die at random it was like a drunk driver or some shit like that killed him i can't remember what the fucking reason it was but it was something random right and uh that's why he is and then there's this huge argument that's what they keep fighting about because you know like you said boko thinks he's invincible he's a kid i can go do this i can yeah. save the world i also love uh randomly us. yes yes that is literally his mind like oh camera 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 like he is just like infatuated he also life support yeah so you <laughs> find dying. out so so virus was this kaiju that would help control the population but i guess it went out of hand and that's why gamma was created or that's why like that civilization was able to like create gamma to well, kind of be already, able to stop him they already had him made but they some people in this civilization changed him. They changed his, because they're genetically designed creatures. They changed his DNA so he wouldn't, or his programming so he wouldn't be evil, right. essentially. Because we get to see a glimpse of that in the final episode. Yeah. So, yeah, Virus goes up. Oh, I just want to mention the fact that throughout the series, we have this one general who is just sitting in a tank the entire series. Yes! Yes, the Japanese space uh, special defense force. Yeah, I just love uh, the, so, the one woman who just keeps opening the hatch and just gives him all the information. He's just been sitting in this tank the whole time. But that's but that's relevant though because they talk about that shit in Shin Godzilla. They can't do anything. 
without all this approval as a self-defense force because of all the bullshit from World War II yeah. and all the shit that we put on them, they cannot do anything without this very specific series of shit they have to go through to do it. That's why it's just them sitting around. I feel like uh, it's been long enough. We could probably give them a little bit more. They have their moment. <laughs> <laughs> they get their moment. Uh, so, yeah, and uh, Virus goes after the, the rocket. Uh, the rocket, there was some malfunction in the rocket where they the booster doesn't come off or something like that, right? And then they can't... Well, yeah, the, the eject doesn't work because when they're trying to take off, you realize Virus is a fucking satellite cannon. Yeah. Because <laughs> he goes to shoot him and Gamera hits Virus at the last minute, so it kind of just hits the front of the ship yes. and doesn't blow the whole thing up. Yeah. And then the, then the dude that has been bleeding out for two episodes finally dies. <laughs> And fucking poor James gets like massive head trauma. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, when they're in the rocket and Virus is going after them, yeah, Gamera comes up and uh, does does his thing and literally comes back down like in this fucking supersonic rocket and just goes right through Virus. Yeah, because because Gamera does something where he can manipulate when he's going, he manipulates gravity to some extent. So mm-hmm. Gamera is like the Virus's beam. And Emiko's like, fuck. Yeah. He can manipulate gravity. <laughs> like, so nobody knows apparently what Gamera can do. He just, yeah. whatever he pulls out of his ass. Yeah. Because this is when Virus's corpse, like, crashes back down and destroys where Emiko and whoever was left with her, like, in that tower. Yeah. At least he had the decency to come back. Right. <laughs> and this whole event, because Gamera uses so much energy, kind of, like, puts him in a coma he of some sort. Just- he just like falls. Yeah. He's just like all of his energy has been used. Yeah, because they're just depleted as a really yeah. supply. Joe sacrifices himself uh, to save everybody else, and yeah. they crash down in the most like in a way where I'm like, eh, I don't think that's how that would work. <laughs> they no, would be dead because they were trying to eject and they couldn't eject from it within the pod. <laughs> Somebody had to get out in the right. spaceship. And yeah, it was it. it was odd. So then, yeah, we go into episode six, the last episode, where this is, uh, you find out that there has been a uh, one Gauss that survived, and uh, the the little this this Gauss before it becomes a big one, like the ultimate Gauss, uh, ends up finally killing Emiko. She doesn't die from Virus crashing through the the corpse of Virus crashing through the building. She is able to get out of there, but she finds the little Gauss, and it jumps her. And because the okay, so this Gauss is different because I actually talked about it before. How this is a created Gauss, but there's something genetically wrong with it where it didn't stabilize. Because you notice when you see it, it has two sets of eyes. Okay, Gauss don't have that; they only have one set. And I think this is one of the ones they threw into Virus to try uh-huh. to feed it. Right, and then when that's why it cuts its way out of virus after virus dies. It didn't get assimilated because I think it's genetically weird, and they just call it S Gauss. I don't think it means Super Gauss. I don't know what it means because we have a Super Gauss in a different series, but it's just it's a weird genetic anomaly, and I couldn't find. I looked at a little while ago. I couldn't find anything like hard and concrete on it, but it's cool. It's different. Yeah, because uh... cool get you get her fucking face eaten off too. Yeah, this episode is pretty much Gamera is put into a facility to recharge and the everybody is just trying to figure out a defense against this new Gauss 
fucking huge. That is massive. And they got like ships out there that it destroys. It's just kind of waiting in the in the rings. It's fucking shooting lasers from fucking miles away to destroy tanks that are on the shore, just driving back and forth, shooting at it. Yeah, it gets as big as it does because it, it eats Veerus. Yep. And they talk about that kaiju only eat other kaiju to like restore lost, you know, like regenerate themselves. But mm. with it just being this one gauss eating this whole fucking thing. And Veerus was like the touted big baddie. Like yeah. we got like a couple episodes, which is great because Gamera versus Virus is like one of the worst Gamera movies ever, and he's fucking lame in the original series, but he's cool in this. But anywho, but yeah, I don't know. It's kind of nice to I, it, it's rightful. Gamera Gauss needs to be Gamera's big bad guy. Mm-hmm. It's just how it should be. And yeah, it's just uh, that's pretty much what the episode contains is just kind of trying to figure out how to stop this thing, and to the point where it's like last second, Gamera wakes up. I like how it never regenerates. It, its arm is still missing. Yeah, uh, he's he's pretty damaged, but he is able to get up and fight Gauss. It's a little tussle. Doesn't go as long as I was expecting it to. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel Gamera makes quick work of this Gauss. Yeah, I was hoping it would be a little more dynamic, but this Gauss is awkward as fuck. It yeah. can't fly. Yeah, it can't fly like other Gauss. He's so weird. It he like hovers gets- over the water, like a, yeah, and it's like shooting its lasers. Like yeah. at the tanks on the shore, it's just kind of hovering there. It's not really uh, like flying, flying. Yeah, it's got three eyes now on each side too. When it gets bigger, and it's like it's just it's just weird. Yeah, it's very and, weird. Uh, it, the Japanese self defense force gets to do some cool shit. Like, oh yeah, <laughs> be, I love it. Just watching awesome. those tanks like driving on the shore, just like oh yeah. <laughs> and that one dude has just been sitting in that tank the fucking for like a week straight, just like it's my time. <laughs> yep, her, her, him and his uh, that female lieutenant or whatever. Yeah, he's got, so they fun. just. So do good. some fucking work, dude. Oh, it's so great. And uh, it's like one of those things where it's like he thought he thinks he's going to die because like it's aiming at him and then it just gets it gets blocked. And uh, yeah. And then, yeah, the fight between Gamera and Gauss happens and Gamera comes out triumphant. And then we get a final shot where it's the because uh, periodically throughout the series, you see these like big wigs up and up on the moon. Uh, planning things, and they're the ones that are communicating with everybody on Earth. And they're like, "Oh, well, what are we, what are we gonna do now?" He's like, "Well, I don't know. We could just make something else. We'll just turn Gamera evil again." And they're like pouring more champagne and shit. And Gamera does turn evil for from just Gauss. a from Gauss, yeah, because he's injecting him. He like shoves his, this is his tail, or he, oh no, it's like it's his tongue down his throat, and is like pumping this stuff into him, like rewrite his DNA. Yeah, and so you see that his eyes change. It goes from green to red. His roar changes too. He doesn't have the traditional gamma roar either. Yep. And it only lasts a split second. It doesn't go on for very long. He doesn't do yeah. anything. It he gets even, better for his power of friendship. Yeah, because you know? yeah, Boko's like, well, Gamera, you're too good. You're my best friend. <laughs> Please don't be evil. And he's like, yep. green eyes. And then he destroys Gauss. I can't remember how he kills Gauss. I don't either, to be honest. Yeah, I don't, it was. It, to be honest, it was kind of anticlimactic, like that fight. I know. It was just that whole moment of him like pumping his uh, his tongue semen into his mouth, and then yeah, yeah. But the coolest part is where this was another what the fuck moment where yeah. Gamera aims up at the sky and shoots a laser to the moon and destroys the moon base with these big wigs. Just literally aims and hits that exact room they're in. And then just 
uh, it's like the end of Infinity War. It just turns yep. into dust. And uh, uh, yeah, it's we should point out these executives are the same ones from like hundreds of thousands of years ago. So these are these are the people. I don't think they're descendants. I think they're the actors. They just talk about like they know all that shit from back then. They're just the same fucking people, and they just figured out how to live forever. And uh, it's like these big woods probably like control fucking everything. It's like the conspiracy Illuminati shit. You know, people at the top they just control everything that goes on, and we don't realize. It. I think that's right. kind of like what they do. And uh, yeah, I, I agree. Like I, I I I think the ending should have been a little bit better. I'm glad yeah. it was. You know. Goofy Gauss is what he didn't fight at the end, but yeah, there was something else that happened. I uh, so the kids, so the kids all they uh, everything happens like it was supposed to. Mm-hmm. Um, they leave their really cool fucking uh treehouse, like it's like it built inside of a massive tree, it's freaking awesome. Yeah, yeah, and they leave one of the communicators there, yep, and they all go their separate ways, do their thing. And we also realized that they found that there's a little baby camera. There's a little little baby one that's mm-hmm. in the in the tank. So there's gonna they're gonna try to grow a new one. And then you find out Joe's alive because his voice comes over the communicator. And I went, eh, I don't like that. I don't like that. Like, why did they gotta like how did he survive? How? I I don't know. I don't like it. No, 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 that's that's great. The we also find out that uh James ends up taking the Aurelium and becomes evil Steve Jobs. That he does. He literally does. It's fucking, I was like, why did he become Steve Jobs? He fucking is Steve Jobs, dude. They literally show him in the black turtleneck sweater on the stage. Yes, he does. 100%. Gamera is the reason iPhones exist today. Smartphones, it's all from Gamera. I completely so forgot about through. that part. Dude, it's fucking oh wild. I don't know God. if I'll ever do a season two, but I really want him to just to see where evil, like, I want him to be the villain. Like, that I want evil so Steve Jobs. Funny. Yeah. The thing, though, <clears throat> I'm wondering, the, the, okay, this bothered me. This bothered me a little bit, is, and I think they may do this in season two if they do it, if it's popular enough, but I think they will do something with aliens because they did not do aliens at all, which three of the kite, wait, Virus, Zigra were caught were aliens. Virus and Zigra were both like aliens. And Giron. And Gira were all alien creatures. They were not of Earth. So I think it's kind of interesting that that I mean it's fine they did it that different, but I think that may be what gets incorporated. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know where they'll go. Like they got most yeah, like Gamer doesn't have a big kaiju roster unless they just make new stuff, which I'm fine with, but like I don't know where they'll go from here. Right. That's weird. <laughs> Corporate America. I, I mean, the show was weird. Um, it's fucking awesome, dude. Weird, awesome. Yeah, I mean, the the kaiju fights are fun. the The human characters actually were the the kid human characters were yeah. were good. They were, I think, well rounded characters. You know, going through normal emotions. The adult characters sucked. They all sucked. They were just all whiny and just annoying. And when no, Emma, you find out Emiko is like the villain, she turns into literally the most generic like mustache twirling villain like the way she talks to james and just the way that she talks period just like ah. yeah and she like it's it's like you think it's the main four council members but it's her it's because one of the ladies on the council is it's her, her aunt. aunt and her aunt and then 
apparently she had something to do with her mother dying. So that's why right. she's like, all right, I'm going to fuck these guys over. Right. When it realistically, yeah. Emiko ends up getting fucked over in episode five, beginning of episode six. And the council dudes end up being the bad guy anyway. And they get yeah. fucking blessed. And Joe runs around screaming, fuck her right in the pussy. And <laughs> okay. All right. Well, yeah, I'm that... surprised they didn't say it. I'm surprised in this fucking oh, show. Man. Well, that was Gamera Rebirth. Uh, now on Netflix. So make sure Watch to go it. check out the show. I we both recommend it. Yeah. Uh, it was definitely an interesting first dive into this character and into this franchise. Uh, I'm definitely looking forward to checking out more of the movies. Um, I really, like I said, I really enjoyed Guardian of the Universe. I thought it was really well done, and if I can get more of that, then I think I'm gonna have a good time. And I definitely want to check out some of the older stuff, especially like the original uh, series and all that. But um. But yeah, do you have any final thoughts on this show before we uh, end this thing? I just want to see where they go. I want this to do good enough to get, because they said if this does well, and I'm not expecting this to do like great, like fantastic, because Gamer just doesn't have the reg recognition Godzilla does, yeah. obviously. Yeah. But I want it to do decent enough to where they said if it does good enough, they will do more projects. I would like to see a season two. I'm fine with that. I would like to see another movie. I want a proper Gamera movie. They teased one for 2015. It had a fucking awesome trailer, if you could ever find it. I don't, 2015, 2016, I don't remember what it was. Maybe it was even 2014. It was a sweet-ass live-action trailer. They had Gauss in it. It looked fucking awesome. But it was like a proof of concept, and mm -hmm. nothing ever happened with it. And it looked amazing. And I just I just want, I want, like, 90s Gamera with villains that have, like, kaiju that have just the most ridiculous bullshit powers, and Gam oh, I want to point this out for you specifically, Parker, or folks that just watched this. Gamera is not exactly like he is in this and the other stuff. Gamera usually just gets his ass kicked and then is usually the underdog in most of the fights. He is not like in this for the first couple of kaiju. He's just beating ass. Yeah. So it's a little bit different in those, but it's still good. It's just it's nice to see him as a beast. Like he just walks up and just starts fucking people. So. That's good. It's fun. Yeah. I, I, I had a good time with it. Definitely um definitely you know got me excited for the rest of the franchise. So I definitely wanna dive more into it later later down the road and you know, maybe we'll cover some on our we'll definitely be covering some on our, our the Monster Zone yep. show on Patreon. On so yeah, that look for you know, if you wanna join our Patreon uh at the five dollar tier, we do we have a bonus show called The Monster Zone and uh Gamera movies will be covered on there. So, and if we deem one big enough to cover on the core show, then maybe one day we'll do that as well. So we have covered Godzilla movies, so why not cover some Gamera movies? I know there are people out there who would enjoy that. Yes. But yeah, that is it for us here uh, at Slice of TV. Uh, make sure to follow us at Dissect That Film on all the social medias. Uh, as I stated, we do have a Patreon where for $1 or $5, you can support us and get some bonus content, uh, early episodes, you know, when I'm able to get them up early uh, and uh, some other goodies that we have uh, kind of in the woodworks uh, coming down the road. Uh, some changes probably are going to be coming to Patreon very soon. So look for that. Uh, also, we have some new merch. I uploaded uh, our uh, Spooktober logo uh, over on the merch store over at Public. So make sure to go to our link tree on our, in our bio, either on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, uh, just go to our merch link and it'll bring you right there and uh, go grab some merch because as of right now, well, as, as you listen to this, the sale is over, but 
usually they have 35% off sales uh, for a lot. Yeah, T Public has sales all the time. So make sure to check that out. That logo will be up all the time. Like, I'm yeah. not going to take it down just, you know, once October ends. That'll be one you can get uh, whenever. Probably going to be creating some other uh, versions of the logo down the road for holidays and stuff like that. And we got other merch going on. So make sure to check our merch store out. And uh, yeah, if you listen to us on podcast apps, make sure to leave us five star review because the more five star reviews we get, uh, the more uh, ears we go into, and we want more people to listen to our show because we think we uh, we th- we think we do a pretty good job, and hopefully you do too. And make sure to uh, yeah. like, comment, and subscribe to the YouTube channel if you're watching us on YouTube, or even if you're not, make sure to go to YouTube.com/slash at dissect that film and uh, d- subscribe because it's free. We appreciate yeah, all you- the support. If you watch the show, and if you haven't watched the show, tell us what your favorite gamer yes. guide you. Tell somewhere. us, yeah, tell us what you thought of the show if you've seen it, yeah. uh, and tell us what you thought of this episode. You know, give us some notes. Yeah. Tell us, you know, what we could change because Slice of TV is definitely a show we don't do often, and I haven't done one in a while. So make sure to be like, hey, maybe don't do this, and I'll take it into consideration. You know, because we we like to get uh, viewer feedback because we want more people to listen to the show. And if you don't like what we're doing, you know, we want to tweak certain things to make sure you enjoy it. So. First, first comments could be like, don't invite Dan back on. <laughs> I highly doubt that. <laughs> I think you're like like the most popular person on the show. Like I think when people are like, dissect that film, it's like that Dan, he's hilarious. No, and it's, and then it's like, then it's your wife, and then it's like me. I'm like, no, like fuck the host. Oh, you're the face, dude. You're the face. I'm just the guy that makes noises and has a nose. <laughs> so when you're listening to this, the episode that'll be coming out this week. Uh, we have actually, while you're listening to this, our conjuring the devil made me do it episode is out with our friend Darren Lundberg from nostalgia cast. It's, it's a, it's a long one, but it is worth every minute because Darren is a smart, smart man. And he brought a lot to that episode and it was a lot of fun. Always, always a great time having Darren on the show. And then on Friday is our first episode of our spooktober favorites where we're talking about Angela's pick trick or treat from 2007. And we got a lot of we got a lot of stuff, so make sure to tune in to dissect that film wherever. Uh, just type just type dissect that film. We're we're all over the place, so we appreciate all the support. And until next time, I'm Brett Parker. That is Dan from DNA Gaming, and this is another episode of Slice of TV. See you all again next time. Bye bye.